In education, we talk a lot about achievement or learning gaps. But what is that? What, what is an achievement or a learning gap, really? And is it really that important for teachers to understand it? Today, we're going to talk all about achievement gaps. Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. By definition, Achievement gap is a term used to describe the difference in learning gains between two different groups of students. The groups could be based on gender, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, learning opportunities, uh, like for kids that are, you know, participating in special education or maybe honors courses. We tend to talk mostly about achievement gaps when we're discussing the outcomes of standardized tests or graduation rates. There are some assessments that give individual classroom teachers information about how they perform when their class of students is broken up into all those different groups. What those standardized tests don't account for, of course, is the individuality individuality of each student and their experience at school and at home. When we look at individual students, it can be really helpful to compare their individual growth compared to that of their average peer. That helps us know if their learning gains are at the same pace as their peers, maybe it's faster or maybe it's slower. In many states, this comparison is how students can be identified as having a learning disability. I am not going to go into the specifics about that right now, but I will say that I did find it helpful to use the comparison of where my student is to their peers to help me get a good idea of how much progress they need to make to get and stay on grade level. Obviously, students who are below grade level have to learn more at a faster rate in order to get on grade level and stay there. But it is possible when we fix those weak skills that they have. Achievement gaps occur across grade levels in all states. The reasons for those gaps are many more than we are able to talk about in just one podcast or many podcasts, honestly. Many of them boil down to opportunities presented even before students ever get to school. As teachers, we know that students who have the opportunity to be read to consistently even before kindergarten perform significantly better once they reach school age. Children who participate in preschool tend to have better learning outcomes. Of course, students who have access to good nutrition, safe home environments perform better than those who do not. These and so many other factors can and do play a part in student achievement gaps. That being said, even students who have the cards stacked against them can achieve success in school. Teachers work hard every single day to support 
all of their students. And through everything that schools do, from meal programs to community outreaches to response to intervention team meetings, students have greater opportunities to succeed than ever before in history. The number of intervention programs out there which focus on specific skill sets, guys, honestly, it, it blows my mind. But I do think that we're making the progress monitoring RTI intervention process much more complicated than it has to be. I've seen students in all the different age groups make great gains academically when the root cause of the struggle is identified and supports are provided that focus on that one skill set. We have to make sure that we are focusing on the, the foundation of what is causing the weakness. While we as individual teachers cannot fix all the issues that contribute to achievement gaps, we can do so much in our classrooms to mitigate many of them. We can also use progress monitoring at its most simple level to make sure that students who start at a disadvantage receive the support that they need to be able to be academically successful. Also, socially, behaviorally, we can work on that too. But again, that's for down the road. To do that, we need a jumping off point, a way to compare where our students are versus where they need to be. For that, we can use universal screeners to help us figure out our starting points. While I am absolutely no advocate for standardized testing, I don't think they're going away anytime soon. So next week, we're going to talk about those horrible, dreadful things and what we can use from the data to provide that, that they give us to help our students. In the meantime, May your coffee be strong, your students calm, and your summer blissful. <laughs>